know where to begin, where to begin. It's another Wednesday. Happy to be with my boys. Frustration looms on the gambling aspect of hockey. <laughs> so is your anger out last night? Is your, ga- is your anger is. gambling related or performance related? I guess the two go hand in hand for you, right? Well, yeah, no, they go hand in hand because you lose money when the teams that you bet on play like shit. And obviously, we're talking about the the Buffalo Sabers, the team that is up on the rise. Here we go. We're going to become a team. We're going to make sure we're going to make the playoffs this year. Lose to the Arizona Coyotes. Now, granted, Arizona Coyotes have been playing some good hockey, but they're still near the bottom of the of the league. There's a couple teams below them, but you can't <laughs> you can't lose games like this. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to say it again because if the Buffalo Sabers come April. Miss the playoffs by a point or two. You think this game against Arizona Coyotes last night would have come in handy? Sure would have. What was it? Four one. Yeah, four one. Four one, and it it was a it was a just a it was not a good game to watch, to be honest with you. But beyond that, I just I, I look. I want to some- know what. Yeah, but I want to know what these teams are thinking going into these games. What's what's what is Buffalo thinking going into a home game, knowing that their team is pretty good and they have Arizona coming in? When you look down the roster and you probably recognize three names, right? Oh, on You're paper, at- the Sabres should have won that game by far on paper. No questions asked. You want to know what I think they're thinking? And tell me what you think, Riff. I think they're going into that game thinking we can't lose this game. That's a young well, team. That's a young team playing a team on a twenty on a fourteen game road trip for a month. And they don't say they, they didn't say that. They fucking didn't say that because if they were going in that, they would have played desperate. There is no desperate. Well, maybe they don't know game. how to play desperate. Maybe they just played. Maybe they played scared. I mean, like afraid to lose because the schedule only gets harder from here. Yeah. Okay. Well, then that, 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 that makes Buffalo even worse if they can't don't know how to play desperate. I think. I think a team. And I think we all did this is you kind of take a look at the schedule, maybe a, a week, maybe, maybe even two weeks in advance. Okay. Every single one of us did it. And you're, you're, you know, you, you think to yourself, Oh, we got Boston, uh, you know, in, in a week from now, that's going to be a tough game. That's going to be a very, very tough game, but we also have, you know, uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Oh, we got to be ready for that one because that is, you know, that's a game that, you know, we're probably not supposed to win because they're so strong. Why? And then all of a sudden you look at Why? Arizona and you're okay, like, I know, I know you just use Pittsburgh just, just for the same name. No, no, no. I'm talking when I terrible. I'm talking when I played. Yeah. Okay. Good. good okay. Good, not, okay, good. not now yeah. I'm talking when I played and I'm looking at the schedule, maybe a week or two in advance, the next five to six, seven games, you're looking at those games going, okay, this is, this is some serious shit. We got Boston coming in. That's a game that these guys are elite. Uh, Pittsburgh Penguins are one of the top teams in the league at the time. We're probably not going to win that game. We're certainly going to give our best to try and win it, but we're not expected to win it. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we got Arizona. We need to make sure that we win that game. We need to make sure that we get those two points. So the Sabres, I can guarantee you are doing the same thing. They're sitting there looking at, oh, you know, we got the Arizona. Who's their, who's their next game? Coming who's, their next game? who's their next game? Vegas tomorrow night. Jack Eichel back in town. Good luck. Okay. Awesome. You know, what's, <laughs> I mean, what's the one? Hey, like, good one take. Team? Good take. Good take on that one. That's a good take. If that's Vegas coming in with Eichel, I, I can see Buffalo looking at looking past this game. But again, when you're a professional and you, you're a team that can't afford losses that they should win after the last couple of years that this organization has gone through, um, I, I don't give them a pass. I do not give them a pass. For fucking losing to Arizona last night, and again, well, I'm not the taking. Thing. You know what I think, Jr. Arizona's playing good hockey right now. They're battling hard. They played desperate last night. Fuck, did they ever? Well, you know, the game funny thing is, the you, first, you look the at this thirty seconds. You look at this situation, and 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 um, you know, you're 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 expecting. I think you're expecting that the Sabers are going to win the game, and maybe, and I'll just throw it out there, just maybe the Sabers aren't that good. I'm just saying they've lost three in a row. 
Like it, it's amazing what one week can do for certain teams. We look down the road and, you know, we're talking about uh, Sheldon Keefe and he's on the, uh, the uh, firing blocks because his team sucks and they're playing terrible and the stars aren't doing this. And then all of a sudden they go on this, this three game winning streak. They end up losing in overtime last night to Vegas, but they still pick up a point. So in, in four games, they picked up what? Seven points. So the Toronto Maple Leafs are now on that trajectory of positivity. You look at the Buffalo Sabres a week ago, they were what PD like seven, seven and three, seven and three. Everybody's like, this is, this team's unbelievable. They're going to make the playoffs. They're the greatest team. They've lost three in a row and they're in shitsville just with three games. It's a very early in the season. They've dropped tremendously in the standings. Okay. They used to be in the top 10 and now they're. Yeah. Yeah. How about Calgary? Calgary's lost six in a row. We were talking about them. Like they were the, like the, the Kings the you know, the the top dog of the national hockey league. Like, are you allowed to give a pass to a team? And and this is the question for both you guys. Are you allowed to give a pass? Like you have a Erasmus Dahlin that was injured, okay, was not quite sure if he was going to play. He he sat out a game. Um, you're missing Matias Samuelson, who is a top pair defense uh defender, and he is basically your best defensive defenseman. Okay, really underrated player. You also have a Henry Yoki Haru, who is another top four defenseman that you're you're missing from your lineup. And we're inserting, you know, what is it, Kyle Clagg or um Lawrence Pilot? Now I understand it, I get it. They're they're filling in, but if you don't have your starters in the lineup, it's like football. Yeah, but if the players whatever, in your lineup if some of them look like they don't give a shit and some of them did last night, and if some of them just don't play well, like some of them don't last night, like guys that you need to play well in those games, like who? Like Jeff Skinner. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Jeff Skinner. And I, I had a video cut. I know, but like, why are we even going to talk? Because he makes Jeff, nine Jeff million Skinner. fucking dollars. I know, that's, but that's why. You, you, Fine, listen, how about Casey I mean, Middlestad? Absolutely horrible. Dog shit. Dog shit. Horrible. Like, where are you? It's a contract well, listen, here. And, and, like, and, and by the way, Riv, Riv, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, get, I'll give you the injury stuff, but injury stuff, if you're playing, if you're playing the Detroit Red Wings that are playing really good and the New Jersey Devils that are playing really good or the Boston Bruins or you're playing a good, a good team and you have injuries and you, you're going to lose. Not not Arizona. Those are the games that you find ways to win in 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 early in the season. Yeah, because you, well, early to, in the season. To go back on what you're saying, so Craig, you ask about giving them a pass, and I, you know, it looks like you want to take it easy on no, the no, Sabers no. today. No, no, hold on, hold on. What? I'm not giving anybody a freaking pass. Okay, well, you asked okay. the question. So <laughs> I'm just being, I like for the sake of this discussion, Andrew. <laughs> Let's talk about maybe giving them a pass because they're losing. You know, they've lost two of their top four defensemen. But this, these lost are the teams they should be beating without Ilya Labushkin for a period like, of time, which is an important player. You have a, a, a Darlene who missed a game, but is he 100% right now? Um, I'm just asking. Hey, when we look at the a little standings, bit of a pass, when we looked at the standings no, to start the year. We said if this team is going to take a major stride forward, they have to beat who? What are the teams they have to beat every time they play them? Who? Ottawa. Well, they have to beat everybody Detroit. that's under 16, 16 Arizona. in the league. Everybody. Okay. Those, exactly. those are gimme games. Okay, those are ask, games let, that let you question. should win. So, Petey, Petey, or, or Riv, you guys got your phones in front of you. Bring up the Arizona Coyotes roster. Okay. I know. I don't want Bring to. It up. I don't want to do Bring that, Jr. Because I know where yeah, you're yeah. going with it. <laughs> Bring it up. Bring it up. Patrick right, Nemeth. Patrick Nemeth. Okay, let's go. Who the fuck is Patrick Nemeth? <laughs> go ahead. Go okay. ahead. Uh, Josh Brown. Who the fuck is Josh Brown? <laughs> uh, Yusuf Alamaki. What about Barrett who Hayden? The fuck. Who the fuck is Yalamaki? Who's how about Barrett Hayden? We all we know who Clayton I know, Keller I know is. Who Barrett, He's legit. I, I know who Barrett Hayden is because he was there before. He's a friend of my son's. 
Clayton um, Keller. We know who he no, is. Clayton, Dylan Gunther. No, never heard of this guy. Is Dylan, who is Dylan Gunther? Okay, we know Nick Ritchie. We know Shane Goss is bare matters. We know, we know When I saw McBain get into it physically last night, I'm like, is that Jamie McBain? And I went and looked him up. It's Jack McBain, 22 games in the league. Jack McBain. Okay. Is that his son? <laughs> uh, we know Christian Fisher. But let me let me can I can I bring something up to you guys? And this is where Liam I think the discussion JR, is gonna Liam go. Who, who's, who's that? <laughs> But let me stop for a second. So we had Thomas Vanek on yesterday. Thomas Vanek. I'm surprised, JR. And and I know that you now on the chat with, uh, you know, we got Gio on there with Banner, yourself, myself, Petey. And we just have this constant dialogue of hockey and things that are happening in this game. And I'm really surprised with how much, you know, Vanner is taking in like i mean the guy watches an un, ungodly yeah, he, amount of hockey he, he loves the game he's well he versed on everything that's happening and he he brought up something on our podcast yesterday and we were actually talking about the sabers and we like to talk about nhl stuff it's not just about the sabers but the sabers at the time they they seem to be kind of like uh someone to talk about and he brought something up about the the roster about the team yeah they have all these skilled players they have all the skill in the world he goes but they're all the same because they're all the same type of player and he was talking about they need to go out and get a different styles of player okay that will complement each other and he brought up guess who has guess who's got the best team that it that depicts what you're talking about maybe arizona what team nope Lawson nope. Krause and uh no what uh, team no what team in the National Hockey League has a distribution of players of forwards that the Calgary Flames. Nope. It's a good pick though. Gotta give me credit on that one. They're they have yeah, a, but they've 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 lost six in a row. I they, I, they, I know, they, and that's why that's suck. why I was I was kind of apprehensive to to mention that. But the, I, look look at the team, look at the team that's in top of the league right now. Boston. Oh, yeah. No, you have Boston, uh, Vegas. Yes. And Boston. I'm thinking yep. of Boston Bruins. Look at their forward m- makeup. Okay. They have grit. They have tenacity. They have style. They have leadership. They have uh, creativity. Um, they have defensive. I mean, and they're just smoking teams right now. Smoking teams. So it's, it's a good point by Vanner. It's a great point by Banner because, and you guys have seen it, you, you don't win championships. And we haven't seen people that win championships without having grit and determination guys. If you just have all high skill guys that can't get into the trenches and battle in the trenches or a, a really good playmaker and that feeds the goal scorer. And I, it's such a great point. And the, who's, who's Buffalo's, Who's Buffalo's in-your-face, gritty, um, physical, physical guy? I'm just asking. I don't I, know. I, I would say uh, we talked about this yesterday. Unfortunately, it's either Rasmus Dahlin, but then you have Zemgus Gergensen's, but that's not – he shouldn't be the primary guy. He's like a complementary guy in that regard. He's a guy that I think fits well with like three, you know, physical guys, and a, you know, and he's like that extra – extra bowling ball that you can have there to throw around. And I, they don't have one and it's been the same shit every year. And I swear, I, I I swear that ownership has said at some point, we don't want any physicality. It has to be, it has to be because you can't win in this league without it. And they've never done anything to go and get any, like you had a former Buffalo Sabre this year that wanted, wanted to come to Buffalo. Okay. Nick Delorier, he would have come back to Buffalo. In a heartbeat, but instead Philadelphia offers him a four-year deal for 1.75. Okay, I would have offered him a two, but they gave him four because they're smart because they got Ryan Reeves in their division. Okay. And and now they have Nick Delorier. Ottawa Senators have some physical guys, but they're at the bottom of the league too. But it's just it's been an ongoing thing here. And you want to know why those seats aren't filled last night? Let me add this. You want to know why those seats aren't filled? Because the fans in Buffalo 
don't want to sit around and watch 20 guys tic-tac-toe passing. They don't. They're the, some of the smartest hockey fans in, in the world, and they know how to play, and they know you need physicality, and they're sick of the soft shit too. This team should well, be made, mean, called 10-ply. And by the way, there's, there wasn't as many people in that building because the Arizona Coyotes are in town, right? Yeah, but I guarantee you, knowing the fan base here, if they knew they were going to get a product that went out on the ice and was exciting, then they would show up and they would watch. They might you know be why? young and do, skilled, but, you know why? but they're not you know exciting why? to watch. So last night, this is what I thought about last night. You had all those people in Buffalo that paid all that money to go buy a ticket to watch a hockey game. And do you think there was one person in that stadium that was rooting for Buffalo that went there to watch them lose? Not one. No, so, I only watched the game and, last night because I thought it was a guaranteed win. So you had all those people. They went to a game and expecting them to win. And granted, I know you're not going to win every game. And, and sometimes the, the worst team wins. And it's a parody in the National Hockey League is as is good as any league. I get it. I get it. Arizona deserved to win last night the way they played. But it just bothers me because it bothers me that the fan has to has to endure $250 tickets to to go watch a game, has to, you know, take a family, it's cost over $1,000 or whatever. I mean, it's expensive these days for fans to spend their money and especially in a in a in a world and an economy that we're all getting demoralized with inflation and paying high gas bills and do it. But now they're, they're still going to watch hockey games to support their team. And everybody and the kids went home last night after that game. And were like, they fucking sucked. That was a shit game. Yeah. And it's and a layup it, game. It's a, it's, 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 a, it's, layup it's, it's game. a team in this league that is in transition themselves they've been a bottom feeder in the league for years but here's the thing like when we talk about the makeup okay when you look at the two rosters like i would take the buffalo sabers roster a thousand times over arizona but you know what arizona has lawson kraus they have different types of players they have they're big too uh they have your keller Okay, Clayton Keller is the guy that they started to build around. Now you have a young kid in uh, the Dylan Gunther who was drafted ninth overall two years ago. They have this uh, Barrett Hayden who was drafted fifth overall, a nice offensive stud player. You have Schmoltz. But then on the other side of this offense, of this forward unit, you have Zach Cassian, Nick Ritchie. You have uh, this Liam O'Brien. Lawson Kraus. These are physical punishing type Patrick Nemeth, six that are still adding offense. Josh They're still Brown. adding offense, but they play a different style than the others. Josh Brown, six yeah. five, two twenty. Yusuf Valamaki, they they, six they, two, two oh five. Keep going. Go ahead, Jay. Desperate. They they play desperate because they know that, that people are thinking that they're bad. And they know that they're going in and every into the underdog every night. So they go in, they play with with desperation and they've beaten some pretty good teams. They beat Toronto in Toronto. They, they, now they beat, uh, who else did they beat? They beat Rangers. They beat the Rangers. Yeah. In, Uh, in New York, in New York, they have a young kid in Dylan Gunther, who's basically 19 years old. Okay. 19. He's the youngest player on the forward line. The oldest player is 30. Nick Bjorkstad, who's, a six, how big is he, Petey? Six, five, 220 pounds? Go look pounds. at their whole roster. They're huge. Yes, they're all big. They all can skate. Like, even, even a player who's not overly physical, okay, like a Christian Fisher, is not overly physical, but he's still six foot two, two fifteen. So he's, he's a hard, solid, he's, he's strong, he's a solid he's two-way player. Yeah, hard, hard to push on. Yeah, fishy, fishy, fishy is a, is a, Fishy is a reliable. He's not going to put a lot of points on the board, but he's reliable at every aspect of the game. Defensively, he, he you know he can chip in. He's a good forechecker. Um, he's tena- he's tenacious. So so here I, here know, are I their wins. Here are their wins. They beat Toronto. Uh, they beat Columbus six three. They lost that Rangers game, but they took them to three two. Uh, they beat Florida, and they beat the team that you're thinking of. Jr. was Washington. They beat Washington three two, yeah. and they just beat Washington. Buffalo. Yeah, and by the way, this doesn't surprise me that they beat Washington because you know Washington's not going to show up for that game either. 
Um, they beat Toronto when Toronto was, you know, was again, they're on the high horse. And then that, now they beat Buffalo when they, they, they have their guard down. So but you sent a message teams- last night to the group chat, though. I'm reading it right here. You lose two games and then you panic and change the lines. They won three straight before that. What the fuck? And I, and I ask, like, isn't last night the perfect game for them to go with their regular lines? Go with their regular lines. And the coach has to say, boys, let's not look past this game. Just like Ribs said before, because it was a great take by Ribs. Looking past this to the next game in Vegas when Jack Eichel comes in. Boys, we have to pay attention to tonight's game. we got to be ready. We cannot let this one go. Because you know what? We're going to be the underdogs in our next game. And the next thing you know, we're going to go, we're going to lose four in a row. That was an important game last night that, that Granado's got to sit in there and say, trap game, boys, cannot lose this game. We got to play with desperation. And you know what? I don't think that happened. Because if it did happen, then there's a bigger problem because the boys didn't, didn't respond whatsoever. You don't and think Jack, where do you think the Vancouver Canucks and their management are, are headed right now? We talked about them at length um, on a couple different pods in the last little while. You're not going you Bull Horvat right now, are you? I am going to absolutely PD. Absolutely. Bull, Why Bull wouldn't Horvat will not wave what? a no mood clause to come to Buffalo. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong too. I think you're absolutely wrong. When Bo Horvat is a hockey player at age 27, he's not 32, he's 27. And when he looks at Rasmus Dahlin and he looks at Owen Power and Matthias uh, Samuelson and players that we have moving forward on our, on our forward line, when you look at, you know, the, the skill, the skilled players that we have moving forward, I think that he would be interested in this team because 100%. this team oh, I stand is corrected going to anyway. He doesn't have any say. I just assumed I, that on a six-year deal for five and a half and your captain, you'd have a no-move clause, but he doesn't have one anyway. But but just, just take, for instance, where Vancouver is right now in the standings and how hard it is to play in Vancouver, all right? Not only do you have a Canadian media over there, but you have probably the worst travel schedule of any team in the National Hockey League. It's been eased up a little bit with the addition of Seattle, but that is that is one of the hardest travel teams to play with and play for in the whole National Hockey League. So you mean to tell me that he can come to a team that is on the uptick with good players in a hockey hotbed of Buffalo where the travel is going to be half of what he was doing in Vancouver. I would 100% if he had a no trade clause, he would say, "Yeah, I'm I'm up to I'm up to going for sure." Well, it comes back to, you know, Thomas Vanek who has watched he watches he watches the entire NHL. He watches the Buffalo Sabres obviously because he he is a avid listener to the after the whistle podcast. Okay. He is always texting us with, you know, his opinion on the stupid things that I say, or Petey says he's keeping us honest and agreeing and disagreeing with you and, and, and everybody else we have on here. He is watching the Buffalo Sabres and he, and his, his thoughts that he has is it's a good hockey team. This is a very, very good hockey team, but there's far too many players that are the same. And he yeah, said he point. brought up Bo Horvat because he had played with Bo when he was in Vancouver. And he says, this is the player that, that this team needs more than anybody in the NHL. He goes, he is exactly what Buffalo needs because he is unlike a Tage Thompson or a Dylan Cousins or a Casey Middlestat. He is going yeah, to problem, give you the, the a specific is- player. The problem is, is how do you get a guy like that over to Buffalo without hurting your core, core team? Well, here, here's the thing. We, when you look at Buffalo Sabres, okay. And you look at the players that they have, they have a lot of young players, whether it's Dylan Cousins, Krebs, JJ Paterka, Jack Quinn. Um, there's, there's you know, a ton of players that Noah Oslin, who is a 16th overall pick in the first round. He's a centerman. Um, you have, uh, 
the kid from out west who was drafted ninth. What's his name, Petey? Help me out here, bro. Matthew Savoy. Matthew Savoy is a Western League kid. You can't tell me that Matt, Matt Savoy cannot be a huge piece of that puzzle. That's exactly what Vancouver needs is a young mm-hmm. player like that. I mean, they have uh, um, who's the who's the kid, uh, Petey, that was drafted? Uh, Coolidge. Yeah, cool. I mean, they have three first round draft picks from last year. I mean, they have so much in the tank to acquire. They have more um, prospects than any team in the league. Like, you want somebody back? You have Victor Olofsson right now who has nine goals in, what, 14, 13, 14 games. Nine goals. Here you go. We'll give you a roster player. We'll give you a first-round draft pick. We'll give you Matt Savoy, who's a ninth overall pick. It can get done. And you can give Bo Horvat, if you get him here before the deadline, you can give him an eight-year deal versus a seven-year deal. But he can get an eight-year, and he can only get a seven-year deal at UFA. Yes. So that would be beneficial for him financially, too, if you were giving him, what, eight and a half million? You can't tell me that you can't have three centers with the likes of Thompson, Bo Horvat, and Dylan Cousins. So do you think, do you think, do you think, um, they're they're in that in the in the offices right now in Buffalo, and they're saying, "Man, we need something different. We we need to look to make a, a, a trade because we're on the cusp of maybe being good, and we have a chance to make the playoffs. But we need something. We need something more. Do, do you do you think they're sitting in there saying we need to make a trade? Are they doing that right now?" I think you have to, when you're, when you're watching your roster and you're allowing, like, I mean, Vanner gives me shit all the time because I keep talking about, they need to continue to mature and develop. And he's like, at what point in time does this team stop developing and you start to be proactive in making your team better so you can make the playoffs a bull. The reason why the team sucked for so many years and has been a bottom five team in the league for like damn near a decade is to have three first round draft picks that we picked last year. That's why now you can use those picks because you see the light in JJ Paterka and Jack Quinn and players, you know, Dylan cousins and players along those lines. And you're, you're sitting there saying, we really see the light with these players. Tage Thompson has really taken a step forward in all of this. But at what point in time do you start to package some of those assets to make your team better immediately? I don't know. I, I'm, or are they I'm, just I'm, gonna? Or is Kevin Adams just gonna be like, "Let's listen. I'm just gonna sit on my hands for another year, see where these guys. You know, I'm not gonna panic because you know I feel." I'm in a good situation and I'm just going to sit and wait and see which one, which one of these young players pops. I think, I think, I think that the national hockey league should allow gambling within the game and let the GMs be able to gamble on their own games. And when they lose the fucking money on their team, when they should beat a team like the Arizona coyotes, they get pissed and make an emotional trade and just fucking get rid of players. That's what I think. (laughs) Fuck. Fuck. I wish there just, were emotional trades nowadays. You know what? There used to be, but the salary cap fucked that up, JR. When a coach oh, hated a guy I'm and he's just, like, I'm just going here. back. I, I know I'm just sitting here listening to this whole thing and I just go back to like last night. I would have had an awesome, awesome night if it wasn't for Buffalo's debacle. Their their dud game. Just okay, so dud. let me let me ask you this. Let, let's get off the Sabres. I mean, this is Sabre-related, but it's it's Jack Eichel-related. Jack Eichel's coming back to play against his old team tomorrow night, and you know what happened last year, JR. We, we talked mm-hmm. about it in length. Um, yep. <clears throat> what do we expect this time around? Is this going to be a nonstop booing uh, until Jack <clears throat> is out of the league? Every time he touches the puck, they're going to boo him. It's going to be It's going to be twice as much as it was last time he was here because he he bitch slapped them when he left and every single fan remembers remembers his last game and what he said last game and everything like that um 
because he 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 demoralized them. He he embarrassed them in in his comments, pretty much calling them out as bad fans. Um, so every time he touches the puck, they're going to boo him. Where did you Where did him. you go back to that never laid off? Chicago. Um, there was no. I had more people that supported me in Chicago because they knew. I mean, I didn't leave. I got traded, and and um, I didn't. Um, it was a lot of people knew it wasn't more my fault that I got traded. Um, J- Jacks was more. It was more of an argument fight with the team and disagreement with the team and, and what he wanted. Um, I, I had people that booed me in Chicago, but nothing like what's going to happen to Jack in the next game. But you're going to see a totally, totally different Buffalo Sabres team play against Vegas because Jack's in the building. And I get it. You're going to be more energized. But so I again, that winning that game last night would have put them in a much in a, in a better situation when it, coming off a win coming in, in against Vegas, who they're going to be the underdog on. They probably will lose, although I'm not going to bet on on Vegas because Buffalo might be Arizona last night in the next game and come out flying and, and you know, and come back and beat how them. Do you think the, how do you think the, uh, the team in Vegas is going to react knowing, you know, when they get here to Buffalo <laughs> – knowing the the emotion level of this building and knowing that they somewhat were in a really tough situation last year because their entire team was injured and Buffalo ended up winning a historical game against Jack Eichel. And there were so many narratives in the game that it was just like everybody's pointing the finger at Jack Eichel saying, ha ha, yeah. we gotcha. And now all of a sudden you have literally the number one team in the league led by Jack Eichel. Okay. Do you think the guys in the team understand the severity of this game just oh, for Jack yeah. personally? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I don't think they knew what to expect last year when they showed up, and I think they were caught off guard. But I think this team will be ready tomorrow night. I think they're going to be really ready. They want want to play hard for him. And And it started last night in Toronto. And and if they don't know, they're going to know when Jack Eichel goes up to the board before the game and writes the number on the board. And it's going to be when described to what you just said. Because the people that are listening don't understand yeah. what you're what you're saying. Yeah, so it's. I mean, obviously, we know, and you know, when you go into a, a into a building of a team that you used to play for, um, there are incentives. Guys put up money on the board to incentivize their teams and their play and their teammates to play a little bit harder. Whether they have a certain a thousand dollars, they have put up if they win the game. Some players would put up a thousand dollars for whoever gets the game-winning goal. Um, they'll get a thousand. Most of the time, that money goes to the fine fund, which goes to an unbelievable party yes, at the end yes. of the year. Yeah. So yeah, they, or it goes to, get... or it goes to the trainers who trainers yeah. basically yes. are are right. the life but it will go into a pool of the team. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it'll go into a pool, and they'll use that money to pay the trainers. They'll use that money for rookie parties. But like I said, the, the part of that part of that board money will be will go to the player that. That that makes the game winning goal, you know. I mean, I, I I made a lot of money in my playing days getting the game winning goal because there was five hundred bucks up there from somebody who used to play in Toronto that wanted to beat them so bad. They put money on the board to incentivize pretty much every game, and the higher the stature of the player, the bigger the player is in the team that he used to play for. The higher the money is. When I went back to Chicago, I put like ten grand on the board. Come on. In my first game, my first game back in Chicago. How much were you making at the time? How much were you making? I was making four million. Okay. But, so Jack better put up twenty-five. Well, <laughs> like I said, I put up I put up I put up, but again, like for me getting traded from Chicago is one of the most diabolical trades at the time in the nineties. Right. And me going back there was a big deal. And my guys in, in, in Arizona, man, they they were I don't. I can't remember whether we won or lost, but they were. We're, we're talking about it 
you know, days before we got there. And I put 10 grand on the board. And everybody's like, whoa, you know, and it's, it's, it's I want to know what Jack, I would love to hear what Jack puts on. I'll find out. Have you ever Jack put money on the board, on the board where you're just kind of like, oh, <laughs> shit, I, I made a bad decision there. I hope we lose the game. <laughs> <laughs> you walk up there, all the boys are like, "Oh my god, this is unbelievable!" You yeah. go sit in your stall yeah. and your thing yourself. What did I? Just what do? the hell oh, did I just do? Oh I, uh, no, I've done that. When I've seen, I've seen the board. And it's like it, it, you see the board because the number, the number of the player is there, right? So it's like twenty five, five hundred bucks, thirty two thousand bucks, and you see a list of guys, and I'm sitting there going, and I'm the most highest paid player in the team, and I'm like maybe I should put some money too. Okay. I'll put a thousand bucks. Right. And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> just pressure. <laughs> yeah. Just, oh, we're playing, oh, we're playing Detroit right now. I'll put up, I'll put up 5,000 bucks to beat Detroit. Oh, stupid. But That's- it's a fun, it's a fun thing. It's a fun thing to do in the locker room. Guys look forward to it. And it all, it all goes to a fun and, and a good cause at the end for the players and for the trainers or whatever they use it for. Um, because that camaraderie, you need that camaraderie. And that's what they, how we do it in the National Hockey League. And I'm telling you, Jack's going to put up at least 10 grand tomorrow. At so least I, 10 grand. When, when I played in New Jersey, I remember the guys telling a story <laughs> about when Lou, and this was before the CBA in 05, 06, um, or 04, 05. But he, before that, he came in and he put down, like he, they were playing the Rangers. And there was no bigger rivalry to the Devils than the Rangers. And he came in and he put ten thousand bucks on the table in cash in front of the boys. And I and uh, he said, "This is for your fine fun. Go win the hockey game." Or he went, I don't know if he put it on the board or cash, but I'm pretty sure it was cash. Can we talk? Can we can we talk about Pittsburgh Penguins losing seven in a row? Can we talk about Calgary losing six mm-hmm. in a row? Uh, it's um, how do you do that? By the way, with teams like they have, I, I, it's it's mind-boggling to me. Um, where do you think it starts, Jr.? Where, where let, let's just let's just start with Calgary. Uh, it, listen, because I have I have my thought, and I don't want to give it yet. Um, when you look at Calgary and when they started the season, they're absolutely rolling. And they were a powerhouse. They've got really solid goaltending. They've got an unbelievable defense core. Um, their forwards are 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 a veteran-laden team that has goal scorers, playmakers, uh, tons of physicality, and Lucic, Richie. I mean, w- why is this going the wrong way here in Calgary? I mean, I, I hate to say this because I love the man. And they just signed a new contract, but it, it's almost as if they're not playing for their coach. It's almost like they're 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 turning the turning of cheek to him and not playing the style of game that I know that Daryl Sutter wants his team to play. Um, you just don't lose six games in a row, and they've lost seven out of the last nine. With well, Huberto didn't play last night. I don't know if that matters, but I mean, it kind of does. But I could see a guy like Huberto going there and Sutter trying to sink his teeth into him about how to play, and you know, very much like how Lindy Ruff would do it with players here, skilled well, players. He's, he's, he's hard to play. He's, he's hard to play for. I mean, he's not as he's not as hard as he as he was back in the nineties. But Daryl is an interesting bird, and he's an interesting character, I, and I. He's one of my, he's, he literally is one of my favorite coaches that I had and one of my favorite people that I had, but I had a lot of disagreements with him and, and we didn't see eye to eye and some of the things that he said and the way that he says it, because if you watch him, did you see him in the, did you see him in his, in his interview last week? Did you see what he said? Did, uh, did you see who, what Daryl said in his interview? Huberto about going to take a shit? Yeah. Yeah. Where did Huberto go? Is he okay? Oh, he just went to go take. We did shit. this. We did the Sportsnet player cast that night, and uh, Huberto left the holy, game, and we're like, "Where did holy. he go?" And, and by the way, now does he does he get a call from Gary Bettman on that? Would like would Gary give him a call to, a to kind of say like, you know, listen, I mean, can you use a different choice of words? Like, would somebody be calling him from the league? 
No. Uh, as 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 woke as the National Hockey League is, yeah, he probably probably somebody called him saying, "Hey, we can't have interviews like that." Not in our league. We have we're the squeaky clean league. Squeaky clean. Can't have can't have can't talk about people taking a shit in a press conference. That doesn't go in the National Hockey League. We can't do that. Be careful <laughs> yeah. what you say. Be careful what you say. That's Let's not have any personality. Let's not have any personality here. <laughs> It was a pretty unbelievable comment. I mean, it was I laughed raising. my I, ass off. So did I. And then he lifted his cheek like he kind of he was rocking in his chair and he lifted his one side and it looked like he farted after. Listen, I, I will and, and by the way, we love stuff like that. That's why we love uh, watching press conferences with John Tortorella because he just gives honest, straightforward, no bullshit answers. And and I'm going back to Daryl again. When you're around Daryl, he he's he he's just like this all the time. It's the same, and he talks sometimes the monotone that he talks, and it's almost like he's telling you good things, but sometimes it sounds like he's giving you shit, even though he's telling you something good. It's it, his delivery is very unique, and you have to know Daryl Sutter to love Daryl Sutter. But I I don't I don't know whether his message right now is not resonating with this team because you don't lose seven out of nine after starting the season as hot as they were. Granted, they lost to the New Jersey Devils last night who are playing great hockey right now. And, uh, they've lost know, they to them twice up, now in a matter of a week. Yeah, yeah. And they outshot they outshot the Devils last night too, which doesn't mean anything because there was 11 games last night. And nine out of the 11 games last night, the team that won was dramatically outshot. Dramatically. The, the, the thought with... Uh, Calgary, it's it's very simple. If you don't have your best players playing your best, then you're going to mm-hmm. struggle. You look at you look at Toronto Maple Leafs. You know, a week and a half ago, uh, Austin Matthews was not playing his best. He's got you know three goals in in 10, 12 games, and they were losing games. Well, all of a sudden, uh, you know, John, um, JT uh, puts up uh, a four point night with a hat trick. They have a huge win and you have your stars playing and doing what they do. Well, in Calgary, you have, you have your top player, your highest paid player in, in Jonathan Huberto in his last 10 games, he has one goal Mm -hmm. in his last 10 10 games. He has four points. This guy is getting paid 10 and a half million dollars to produce at a super high level. And that's where you're going to get your wins. Okay. When your best players are playing their best, because those are the guys that you're going to win games with. And right now, Jonathan Huberto is very apparent that he's going through a little transition. Okay. He's, he's dealing with a, he's dealing with a coach. Okay. Last year's coach, it was Andrew Burnett, right? He just basically said what he wanted to, to Andrew Burnett. This is how we're going to run the power play. Okay. This is how we're going to do things. Cause me and uh, me and Barky are going to run this shit. Okay. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden he's, he's getting a culture shock in the biggest away with a man that looks at Hubert and saying, I don't give a shit that you make $10 million. (laughs) You're going to play my way. Mm -hmm. And he's, 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 it's going to take him time. But the longer it takes for Jonathan Huberdeau, who is the best player on that team, without question, the longer it takes him to get acclimated to that team, that system, that style, that coach, and that city, they're going to lose games. Yeah. So 100%. And what you said, the best players have to be the best players. They have to be. And you, do, you don't go on streaks. I mean, Pittsburgh, Malkin, Crosby, look, look at their stat. Crosby a little bit better, but look at Malkin. Over the last seven games, they're they're. they're I think they're I think Pittsburgh Penguins failed in their attempt to make a transitional on the fly, a transitional um, move for that team for the next five ten years. That's what I think. I think Evgeny Malkin by keeping, by keeping Malkin by keeping Malkin. You mean Evgeny Malkin skates around like he's won three Stanley Cups. And he's uh, scored over a thousand points, and his give a shit meter is absolutely zero. I think Chris Letang is an absolute rock star, world class defenseman that I've enjoyed watching and playing against for many, many, many years. Here's the thing 
Their best years are behind them. Chris Letang should have been traded. Okay. You could have got a first round draft pick. You could have got uh, uh, a roster player. You could have got a, a super elite high end um, prospect from another team. Evgeny Malkin could have gotten you an absolute boatload. But you couldn't trade they them last year. You couldn't trade them. They were in a playoff run. And you can't. And they you can't weren't do that. winning shit. Well, okay? no, but but what if? You can't trade a guy when you're in the playoffs, one of your star players, and when you've won three with them already. I mean, you have to go for it. You have to. You can't well, let them walk as UFA. What's that? No. Yeah, I was just going to say that Malkin was, was tough to get rid of because he was under, unrestricted, and they thought he probably was going to walk anyway. Um, right. Right. Uh, it's it is it's it's crazy. It's crazy to think, right? I mean, we talked about Boston while Boston's rolling. We talked about uh, Vegas while they're rolling. Their best players are their best players every single night. Every is single Connor night. is Connor McDavid going to score fifty and fifty this year? He has fourteen and it. fourteen. I think he'll just miss it, but he's going to keep rolling. I mean, again, those two, those two, and I think Connor McDavid actually got benched for about six minutes in their last game. Who'd they play last game? Was it, was it Washington? Last night they played uh, Tampa. No, 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 not, no, not last night. No, not last night. The day before that. I think oh, the night before not they last played night, the game before that they played. Washington. I have it right here. Uh, Carolina. They lost to Washington. Was it Carolina? No, it was Washington. You're right. Sorry. Washington. Yeah. They were in Washington and they lost to Washington. But um, I, I, I I believe I I believe he got benched for a short amount of time because he was frustrated as hell um, in the game. Um, but last night he came back, played great. Drysaddle played great, but their goaltender came up and played because Tampa should have won that game by the way that they played. Um, but I don't know. I think he just gets, I think he just comes up short. I think he comes up short of fifty. But still, he keeps putting the numbers up. Even when he gets benched, he still got had a one had or a two goal. Points. He had a goal and an assist against Washington. Yeah, he's twenty nine points in fourteen games. I said he gets one fifty this year. I think you might have been on the show that day when we talked about it, Jr. I'm going to say he's going to get um, one hundred fifty points this year. We need him to get one hundred fifty points. Yeah, we do. The league does. The league does, but hockey yeah, does. The league does. Like it would be it'd nice. It'd be nice to have that uh, confidence reinstilled. That um, you know, we 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 have a game where players can get fifty goals in fifty games and one hundred and fifty points, and and not have to have Art Ross winners with ninety eight points or ninety seven points. You know, you need some you need some stars in this league, and they yeah. the the game has well, more stars now than ever. And I'll go back to this. This was a topic that we had the other day. David Pasternak has 20 points in 13 games. The team is what tied for first in the NHL. Mm -hmm. And you have all of your old guys that are going to be retiring soon. Okay. Bergeron is going to be gone in the next year or so. Krejci. How much money are they paying this guy? Like he, like, I don't understand it. He is literally Sitting in a situation that he can do whatever he wants. He can write a, he can write his number and his term on a piece of paper, slide it across to the GM and Cam Neely, the president, and basically say, listen, there will be no negotiation. This is my term. It's if you want to sign it or not. If not, I'm going to go to the market and I'm going to get probably more than this. Yeah, like, I, I 100% agree. Because he is, he is the future of, of Boston. He is, he is their, he is their ticket to remaining competitive in three years from now. Because in two years, this team could be the, the bottom with losing, losing Krejci, losing Bergeron, having Marchand three, two years older. Hundred percent. Um, what I was going to say. Oh, so we were talking about McDavid and Drysaddle. They're we're going to, they're going to have to up their game and. Somebody's got to help them because what happened last night with Evander Kane that was scary again. He's going to be out for an extensive period of time now. I mean, he, you see him get his wrist slashed. Yeah. I mean, I think he, he he just tore all of his tendons in his wrist, and that thing sliced up pretty good. 
right? So there's another team. So so now Connor could that be, be career in- ending, Jr. No, they said he's going to have surgery and he'll be fine. That's what the GM said. He was going to have yeah, surgery yeah. last night, but I mean, I mean nowadays that you can come back from it. But it's going to be, it's going to be, that's going to be an extensive period of time. I watched. You know, I had a player, and you, you remember this guy, Jr. Donald Odette. Jeez, yeah, of course. You remember yeah. he, he, uh, I used, I used he to play against him in junior. Yeah, I used to play against him in junior. He was one of my most hated people I played against. Yeah. Yeah, really feisty little guy, but had beautiful, yep, yep. I mean, Great hands. beautiful Great hands, hands and uh, can score goals. But he ended up, he ended up in Montreal when I played with him. Someone skated over his wrist and literally cut all of the tendons in his wrist, and the blood was pouring yeah. out of his was, wrist skating to the bench. Last night too, that's what Kane last night was skating to the bench, yelling, "Help me! Help me! Help me!" That's what he was yelling. I mean, that's yeah. desperation. That's desperation at its at its peak. You well, know, what he must have seen when bad. he looked down must have been bad. You know, obviously. Oh, just, that same injury happened to, uh, I don't know the severity. I mean, I'm sure there's different different depths of the, the cut, but uh, that Ilya Mikhaev from the Leafs a few years ago, now with Vancouver, he sliced his wrist too, and he had that surgery tendon stitched up and sewn back or something and then he's he's back playing i don't know if you ever come back and feel the same after that depends on the nerve endings and shit but that's yeah now you watch you watch everyone's going to be wearing wrist guards now okay because if you recall <laughs> someone slit their saw their uh ankle not they're, long they're, ago and no no they're Achilles. wearing the uh, bulletproof socks what's that the, the achilles they used yeah, to get the achilles. Their achilles cut yeah yeah and they had yeah. those those they had those cut cutless cut socks um, the cutlass yeah. socks that uh, yeah. that you could cut with the skate because we did it and tried it. <laughs> <laughs> and you, you, watch know the- you know it's crazy. I watched two. I watched two guys last night go skating off the ice, holding their wrists in severe pain. Last night, I saw Evander Kane do it with blood rushing out, and he rushed off the ice, obviously not to come back. And then I watched. Uh, Kucherov gets slashed in the wrist in the corner. He drops his gloves, drops his stick, you know, world-ending injury, grabs his wrist, bends over, skates to the bench, runs down the hallway, holding his wrist like he just broke it, like he's got to go for surgery also. What? There's a power play? There's a power play? Right back on the ice. Nick Hamlin shooting, doing all this stuff. I mean, come on, man. It's I love Kucherov. It's the old Kovalev from. Uh, I, I love Kucherov. I love Kucherov, but I'm like, are you fucking kidding me with this bullshit? Man, you, God you remember the Kovalev it. thing, right? In Montreal, we were in the playoffs, and Kovalev no, in the playoffs one time ended up getting a little tap on the wrist, like it was just literally a little love tap on the wrist, and he went down like someone had tomahawked him and cut his arm off. And this player went in and ended up scoring the goal. I think it was um, uh, Murray, the right-handed goal scorer. Remember him? Big guy. Uh, from L.A.? From L.A.? Uh, yes. Well, he played in Boston at the time. But L.A., yes. what's his name? Yes. Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray. Glenn Murray. Glenn Massive 40 go- guy. 40 Massive goal scorer. Feet, tongues out. Yep, tongues out, and he went in and stripped them and went in and, and buried. And you, <laughs> you, I sat in my stall and I sat back and I was like, holy jumping. You wouldn't believe Sheldon Surrey in the dressing room after the game. No way. Oh, it was like next level, JR. Like, I mean, next say? level. Well, he just, he fucking just lost his shit on Kovalev. Like, just lost it. And Shelly is pretty, like, he, like Sheldon was, like, the ultimate teammate, you know, probably yeah. probably the, the, the toughest star in the game, right? You know, mm-hmm. because when he came into the league, Sheldon Surrey was a, you know, he was a heavyweight. He was the toughest guy in the WHL. And then he yeah. went to New Jersey and he was like on that team that had a whole bunch of toughness and he fought like crazy and beat the shit out of a ton of guys. And then he came to Montreal and he was that guy too. But then all of a sudden 
he had he hard, he had the hardest shot in, in the league at the time yeah, him yeah, and Zidane yeah. Char and and uh and Shea Weber so they yeah. started to put him on the power play and they just fed him one tease and he just started scoring at will and yeah. all of a sudden now we're like holy shit we we just traded for like this mutt bag defensive defenseman and now all of a sudden he's a power play specialist and he's scoring yeah. like 25 goals a year but uh yeah, he he uh, he was not you. What did he say? What did he say? What did he say? What do you like? Okay, great. He fucking lost his shit. But what did he say to him? We keep it within the boundaries of good taste, of course. I'm not going to I mean, tell you why. No, like you don't like. I can't remember the. Did exact he get in his face? Words. Did he throw something at him? Did he punch him? Did he grab him? Is he going to? He, he's going to punch his own teammate? No, he's not going to punch his own teammate. Okay. But there was did, verbal. There was did he, did he, there was a was, there, was the word was there, was the word embar- was the word embarrassing or embarrassment come out very of very much like it was just like you know we're in the playoffs here like you know and he listen we're gonna have Sheldon Surrey on okay he just texted me the other day he obviously listens to the podcast because he he commented after something that we were talking about and and he commented to me behind the scenes and. uh um, and yeah, I just, you know, we yeah, got to get him let, on let, because let, I want let, him let, to tell, let him, let him tell the story. Yeah. I, yeah, it's, it happens a lot because you can't have, you can't have theatrics in the middle of a, of a playoff game. It, it, yeah. Theatrics and it's like, come on, man, we're not soccer. We're not soccer. Yep. It's not soccer, but I was just, it was just funny watching that game, but, uh, Glenn um, Murray's I stats just, are unbelievable. I didn't even realize. You look them up. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because I played against them. I, I mean, for a few Super years. Super undercover goal scorer. Oh my god! Like a thousand and nine games, three hundred and thirty-seven goals. But his his numbers throughout, like his last year in junior, thirty-seven goals and and fifty-four games, and then his first year in the American League, forty-eight games, thirty goals. <laughs> So, hey, you talk about old guys, old play, like old guys that aren't around anymore that don't get any conversation. How about what's what, what's the kid that played for LA and Boston also? Allison? Oh, Remember Jason, Jason Allison. Allison. Oh, Justin my Maybe. God. And then Toronto. Right? Yeah. The hands that kid had and the goal scoring ability that that kid had. How about this name? One of the best names of all time in hockey that was so fun to watch. And so <laughs> he played in LA also. Uh, and the Islanders. Can you guys guess who I'm going to say? Who nobody ever talks about? Hold on, say, like who is deadly. it? Again? Oh, I know who. Ziggy Palfy. Ziggy Palfy, exactly. You know who else? Right? How about here's another guy who the ultimate Cy Young winner, Peter Bondra, fifty goals, ten assists. Like how many years in yeah. a row? Like exactly. these guys had incredible it, it, stats. Incredible, yeah. but you never hear you never hear of of them like. <laughs> at all ever i remember this is how much i sucked when i was young (laughs) we were we would be playing in washington and i would i was with the montreal canadians right and i was a really young guy i'd like be that 21 22 years old 23 still kind of trying to get my feet wet and we would go on the road to washington and i remember i remember our our uh our defensive coach is just kind of like listen I mean, if you even think that Bondra's coming on the ice, you you have to get off right away. And I'm thinking to myself, well, thanks for the vote of confidence here. <laughs> I'm I'm loaded with the confident, uh, but anytime I'm 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 literally looking, and I'm actually realizing during the game, during the middle of the game, I'm looking at their bench, and they're actually looking at me to see when I'm on the ice. And this is how I realized <laughs> how shitty of a hockey player I was because they're literally waiting for me to get on the ice. And then they're tapping Bondra on the shoulder going, get out there. You're going to burn this something fierce. I can still remember that in Washington. I cannot believe that you said that. <laughs> that is so Bondra. funny. That is funny. Peter Bondra That's was unbelievable. Funny. Do you want to hear his stats? Like Just Ziggy an absolute Palfi? bottle rocket. Ziggy Palfi, yeah, JR. Six hundred and eighty-four games, three hundred and twenty-nine goals. Right, seven hundred and thirteen points. Okay, and then I pulled up uh, Bondra, 
Mondra played 1,081 games. He had 503 goals. Like, are you okay? Now, now, okay, now, 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 pull up, pull up, pull up, um, Valbury's numbers. Pavel or Valerie? Pavel. Okay. Um, and was I wrong for thinking that he shouldn't have maybe gotten into the Hall of Fame before other guys? Well, th- well this is my this is my point. You want okay. to talk about points per game, goals per game? Okay, I got Pavel Bure here. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Seven hundred and two games, four hundred and thirty-seven goals, seven hundred and seventy-nine <laughs> points. Well, look wow. at all the players. Wow. Look at all the players nowadays. They're, they've all played 1400 plus games, all the top point producers and goal scorers, whether it's, you know, Mike Gardner and all those guys back in the day that was scoring a ton of goals. All of those guys all play. What did you play? Um, JR, you're probably into the 1300s, 1400s, I, 13, no, 1360 or something like that. Okay. So and I, missed, I, missed a, I, missed, I, I missed a lot of games due to injury and then, you know, the lockouts, but you know, yeah. yeah. So you think about this. If, if Burray seemed to be injured his entire career, okay. He just seemed to be injured his entire career. If this guy mm-hmm. would have played the amount of games that he should have played like 1400, he would have been, mm-hmm. he would have been at like 900 goals. Yeah. Well, he like would have been came, up there. He came into the league. He scored 34 goals as a rookie. And then he followed it up with two 60 goal seasons. <laughs> like, I mean, this guy was next level. This is the guy like, Crazy. I mean, I just, I watching this guy play, you don't want to be on the ice against him. That's how scary he was. I mean, he was scary, but, but again, then, then he's, you know, I mean, he's in the hall of fame and there are people that, that, that will question. Is he in the hall of fame just because of his goal numbers in the amount of games that he played? Right. Cause he didn't win a cup. He won. He won a couple awards. No, he didn't. Yeah. Oh, he, yes, yeah. he did. Shit, yes. Yeah, he did. won. Yeah, he, I didn't he know the rock. Did they just? Do they give everybody a rocket Richard trophy, even though the trophy came out in like two thousand six? Yeah, there was a there was a trophy for the leading leading point getter. Oh, I didn't know that. Score. I knew there was a. I thought I didn't know the rocket Richard even existed till I think Rick Nash won it with forty one goals. But yeah, he won a Calder Memorial and the two Rocket Richards. Yeah, that doesn't necessarily I, like I said, mean Hall of Fame, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know it's crazy. It's crazy. Did, last thing but, I'll say about Jason Allison because you brought his name up too. Five hundred and fifty-two games, four hundred and eighty-five points. But he took off, and he had a lot of injuries too. But he, his thing was. He had the most amazing yeah. hands, but his yeah. everyone always questioned his skating. Yep. But I mean, he had he had an unreal career as well. I remember him in Toronto. He had well, a great his, year. his problem was the game passed him by speed wise. He couldn't keep up speed wise. You know what I mean? His junior numbers you know, were ridiculous. All I can say in finishing this awesome, beautiful podcast that we had today is fuck the Buffalo Sabres for losing me money last night against Arizona. (laughs) Fuck. Well, at least you had the faith in them to bet on them, right? They have to take that as a compliment. How's the wilderness whiskey going? We've had, you know, awesome people. We're crushing it. Yeah. We've had people messaging the show that, that try it and say they love it. When will that start to be in liquor stores around, around uh, North America, Jar? So I I would say probably about, I'll say second quarter of 2023, you know, probably I'm hoping around May or June, because we're, we're right now talking to a couple of distributors to be our, 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 our national distributor. So we're, look, we're very excited about that, but we're literally only online for a reason, right? And, and so we want to make sure we prove that we have a concept that people love and people are loving it and they're rebuying it. And, you know, yeah. our sales, our sales are off the chart. And all we've been doing is our own personal marketing. I was at a, I was at a whiskey bar last night doing a, doing a little thing, uh, a photo shoot for the, for the brand, for our social media posts. And uh, the people in the restaurant were just going crazy over it. And a bunch of them ordered it right there. You know, it's whiskeyinthewild.com go on there easy order um 
Yeah, we're doing really good, man. I hope, uh, I hope, I can't wait for you guys to try it. Can't wait to get out there, which we got a plan and we can do it together. But um, we've had people messaging us about that too. I threw out a tweet last night from the show, just basically saying any questions for the show. People were asking when's JR. There were multiple people. Yeah. What's, 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 what's the, uh, what's the Ryan Miller night? You said January 19th. January 19th. I think that's, that's going to have to be the, that's going to have have to be the time we come out and do something you know that week that'd be good do something that week yeah. we should set something up Let's get all it. the the yeah. alumni boys in you probably know a lot of them anyway get a little tasting yeah. going that'd be great it'd be awesome let's 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 tentatively plan for that let's do it as thanks good. for your time man awesome as always nice job jr awesome great job good boys Talk to you guys later. Hey, JR, keep us uh, keep sending me those uh guarantee uh you know those guarantee bets, you know, the ones yeah. that are like guarantees like me. Buffalo. And then we'll go the other way, Riv. We'll take the other way. No, like I did like I did on Calgary the other day, right? PD, what team do you think is gonna win to Calgary? They've lost three. We won a, a gonna... shit ton on that night because Cal we, we took the over straight up. We were we were doing the sports net podcast that night and and it was four three. And it was That's like it was it was like two two or something after the first, I think. It was yes. two one or yeah. something. I took, so. I took the oh I took the over in the in the, the Tampa Edmonton game last night and two goals got got disallowed. I'm like, you fucking kidding me. They should still they should still count against the bets. That's not your fault that the league hasn't gotten that shit sorted out yet. <laughs> That's a wrap on another episode of After the Whistle. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter after the whistle. And at Craig Rivet 52 at the instigator 76. And you can find us as you already know on Apple, Spotify and YouTube and anywhere else where you can get your podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to spread the word.